back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another market update. The idea of these updates is just to give you the backstory on what is happening in the agricultural markets. The one thing we want to make sure we don't do is waste your time. And so we're just going to jump straight into it. This week it will just be grains and cattle. In, in Australia, the big concerns are the fact that we still have very low subsoil moisture. Uh, across pretty much all growing regions and it does seem to be the case that every time that we get a good forecast on the 14 days it seems to eventuate to nothing there are some good forecasts again though for for next week we just got to touch wood and cross our fingers and hope for the best and that will give us a bit more confidence going forward however the big picture i guess looking overseas is that whilst it's not looking flash over here and we're probably looking at a you know, potential at the moment you know another sub 20 million ton crop overseas things are looking pretty fantastic and i just want to run through some of those nations. So Canada, as, as you will be aware from our updates in the past, there is issues between Canada and China when it comes to canola. And as a result of that, the Canadians have dropped the amount of canola they're planting and have switched into, into a lot more barley and a lot more wheat. So barley is up by 10% and wheat is up by about 4%. Then looking at the, the bigger picture, the International Grains Council, they've increased the global crop for this year up to 762 million tons. That's 27 million tons more than last year. That then increase the, the end stocks and uh, we'll continue to ensure the world has a pretty pretty full pantry then our competitors over in the black sea things are looking favorable in russia kazakhstan and ukraine chances are if nothing changes dramatically over the next you know four or five months they're going to be the the dominant player when it comes to wheat exports but all of this overseas is largely irrelevant when we have got this you know effectively australia is in a drought phase However, if we do see, you know, a very good break and then we move on to having a decent crop, I would expect prices to actually lose a bit of its value in the next sort of six months and up till harvest. The demand for old crop is still there and I don't see much in a way of downside risk when it comes to uh, old crop prices between now and harvest. Again, what we said is we don't want to waste people's time. So that is just a quick roundup of what is happening around the world. And uh, I'm just going to pass you off to Matt who will cover off on livestock. Thanks for that, Andrew. This week we're going to just cover cattle, uh, nothing on sheep. And uh, more specifically, what we're looking at with the cattle market is the female slaughter ratio. So um, the female slaughter ratio is the proportion of um, female slaughtered, female cattle slaughtered as a, as a percentage of the overall slaughter. And we look at that on a monthly basis uh, from the ABS report that comes out each month. But that's, that's lag data. So we've just got the data for February and January of 2019 and it shows quite an interesting picture it's um the average for the January February period for the female slaughter ratio is at 52.5% which is the highest it's been on record and that goes back to data into the late 70s uh, the, the previous time it was as high as this was at 51.7% uh, back in 1978 and if you contrast it to um, the 2014-15 uh, period when we saw a significant decline in the cattle herd due to the Queensland drought. Um, the the slaughter ratio was around 50% then uh, as an average. So we're 2.5% two, two higher than that so, so since the start of this season. So it's saying that um, this dry patch we've been seeing is taking its toll on, on female cattle numbers and it's quite significant. Um, and look, we've projected forward uh, if we continue along this same uh, volume of slaughter of female cattle for this season, we're going to end up um, slaughtering around 4 million head of females by the end of 2019. And on the herd size of 26.2 million, uh, that's, that equates to just over 15% of the actual herd. Um, and when we look at the historic numbers uh, around that, about 13 to 14% 
uh, of female slaughter as a proportion of the herd, that's considered to be how the herd can remain stable within that range. Anything below 12% and we're uh, rebuilding the herd, anything above 15 and we're destocking the herd. Um, so look, really, this, this level of female slaughter is quite unsustainable uh, and the, the key to that would be um, that obviously it's it's weather dependent, um, and what we've got to watch for as soon as we if we do see a break in this in this autumn, uh, if we come we have a late break in autumn and some rainfall into winter, uh, what it's going to mean is that there will be then a, a significant incentive uh, once the pasture is available to um, to turn to hold onto that those breeding stock and young females for the, for the, the beginning of the rebuild. Uh, and if we do get that turnaround, then we're going to see some significant movement in um, the price of uh, of breeding stock, you know, young heifers, and uh, and indeed uh, PTIC cows. Um, so that's it for this week for the, uh, the the market update. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you for the update, Matthew. To our loyal listeners out there, if you could do us a favor, it would be great if you could leave a rating for us on iTunes or whichever podcast service you use. And wherever possible, please feel free to share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. In the next couple of weeks, we'll have some interesting podcasts, which are a bit longer, the conversational ones. We'll have a quick summary of counterparty issues in grains next week, which is very topical with the current environment. And then in the coming weeks, we'll also have an interview, which we recorded the other day with Mike Stevens, talking about farm success. So have a great weekend all.